Hello and welcome to the Relational Parents Podcast, where we get off autopilot and give thoughtful attention to how we interact with our children and relate to ourselves so that you can show up in your family as the best version of yourself with a lot more joy and ease. I'm your host, Teresa Puckett, and I'm thrilled you've joined us today. As a certified positive discipline parent educator, I lead workshops based on the positive discipline approach and philosophy. Those are documented in many books that have been authored and co-authored by Dr. Jane Nelson. As parents are going through these really powerful online workshops, it's very reinforcing for them also to be reading one of the positive discipline books. This podcast is part of a series that summarizes the key concepts of the original Positive Discipline book that started it all. Hello. Today, I am really excited to talk to you about encouragement. Now, encouragement is a word that I have often taken for granted. I don't know if you can say the same, but today we're going to take a deeper look at the word encouragement, and that's because it's really at the heart of effective parenting. It's also at the very heart of positive discipline. We're going to take a look at three aspects of encouragement. Number one, some things that it is and is not. Number two, what gets in our way as parents from being encouraging, at least a few of the things. And number three, what are a few of the tools we can use to be encouraging of our children? Ready? Let's go. All right. So encouragement, what is it and what is it not? First, I want to step back and take a look at the word itself. Encourage literally means to cultivate courage. Now, I don't want to get into semantics about what courage is, but I want to offer my own reframe on two things that are necessary in order to demonstrate courage. So if you think about a plant, um, for a plant to grow, it needs water and sunlight, right? So for a human to demonstrate courage, they need to have a measure of self-worth and also a measure of confidence in their own capabilities. Okay, so let's talk about that Uh, those capabilities, right? If we want our children to have some confidence in their own capabilities, then it stands to reason that we are going to want to build on their strengths and be looking looking for what they're doing right, looking for what they're interested in, looking for their assets and the things that they're good at. And Um, really furthering those, like Maria Montessori, follow the child, right? If the three-year-old is interested in counting, that's fantastic. Like, help them to count. Teach them some math. It's really awesome. And she had some great ways of doing that. 
but she didn't say, oh, no, no, that three-year-old needs to be well-rounded, and so if they like math, that's great, but let's try to teach them how to read too. No. Um, she said, you know, follow the child. It's another way saying let's build on their strengths here. And so with that in mind, you know, it, <laughs> no one would argue if I said criticism is not encouraging, right? Criticism is tearing somebody down, um, even if it's thought to be constructive criticism. Unless it's asked for, it's not necessarily encouraging. And we're talking all about encouragement. I'm not saying that there's not a place for constructive criticism, but we are talking about encouragement. And so building on strengths is, is where we are. Okay, so I also want to take a moment here. This is what it is not. Again, encouragement is not praise. Praise is actually very, very different from encouragement. Praise really comes from an external standpoint. Uh, for example, you're a good girl, as opposed to, oh, thanks for helping. Or I really like the way you did that. That expresses a judgment, even though it's a positive judgment. That expresses to a child, I am here to judge you. I just judged what you did as good. And if you would like to keep getting that praise, then you really need to conform to what I think is good. So praise really promotes conformity. It really promotes the child looking outside of themselves for the answer, for whatever whatever that answer is, um, the approval. And it's also pretty fleeting, right? Like if a child gets used to that praise, gets used to looking outside of themselves, they're always going to be looking outside of themselves. Oh, well, I don't, I, I don't belong. I'm not significant. I, um, I don't have self-worth unless mom or dad approves. So how can I make sure? Like they, I hope they're watching me. You know, all of these things um, build up when we get hooked into praise. Now I've had a lot of parents ask me, you know, well, Teresa, I, I'm confused because I thought praise was a good thing. I thought I was doing a good thing. Um, and I'm not so sure about the difference between praise and encouragement. And, you know, sometimes it can appear like it's a subtle difference, but I will offer two, two criteria for you. One is you can ask yourself a question. Would I make this same comment to a colleague that I really hold in high esteem, that I really have a high regard for? Or does it sound patronizing if I would say it to that person? If it sounds patronizing, it's probably praise as opposed to encouragement. Um, the other piece is if you can, if you can think, am I offering a judgment, even if it's a positive judgment, am I offering a judgment where the child is going to be looking outside of themselves for the answer as opposed to 
more of like an affirmation and an affirmation would be like, wow, I really appreciate your cooperation. Um, that kind of affirms to the child like, oh yes, I made a good decision and this person is, um, is seeing that I am trying to contribute. They're not evaluating my contribution. Like, I like the way you did that. They're saying they appreciate it. So those are two things that we can use to try to differentiate between praise and encouragement. Okay, number two, as parents, what gets in our way of being encouraging? Well, the first thing that gets in our way, that gets in my way, is timing. Even when our intentions may be good, you know, the unexpected happens, there's a spill, something happens, suddenly we're triggered and our temper is running a little hot. So, okay, let's give ourselves a little grace that we have tools for that. Okay. We're going to talk about tools that we can use, but we have tools for that and nothing good is going to happen in the moment if we're wildly triggered. So that's when we need to take a a cooling off period, a positive timeout, whatever that looks like, that would be a great tool. So second thing that gets in our way is truly a lack of experience with the kind of power structures that we're talking about here. We're talking about um, not kind of a do as I say, I'm dictating, and we have a vertical relationship. That's not what positive discipline is all about. We have lots of experience with those kinds of things. Historically, you know, kings and peasants and you know, teachers and students back in the day, right? When I was going to school, it was like you took your orders from the teacher. There were no class meetings. There was no collaboration. So lots of experience with that vertical power structure, not a lot of experience with tools of cooperation and collaboration where we're working together to get to a solution. So Again, let's give ourselves some grace. We do uh, we do have some tools we'll talk about um, that are more collaborative. And the third thing, third major thing that gets in our way um, as parents are our particular beliefs. Now, everyone has their own set of limiting beliefs, and those beliefs can kick in. At, at different times. So examples could be thinking that we have to have all the right answers. We have to be perfect. Thinking that our kids' behavior really is a massive reflection on us. And so making it about us and taking it personally, whether we're alone or whether we're in a group or at a party, at a, a family function, Um, you know, what might we do based on whether it's imagined or genuine social pressure to please others, to do things that others want us to do, what might uh, we tell ourselves that we have to do with our kids? These are some of the things, just some of the things that get in our way of being encouraging. 
Okay, number three, tools we can use to encourage our children. Love this topic. And actually, the wonderful thing is that every single positive discipline tool can be used in some circumstance or another to encourage uh, your child. That's what it's all about. And actually, encouragement is um, is also um, defined as one of the tools as well. So I mentioned uh, I mentioned a little earlier. Positive time out is a tool that we can use when we are triggered, or when we are angry, or when our child is angry and triggered. That's a it's a wonderful, wonderful tool. Um, also, we talked about criticism is not encouraging. And when a child is doing something that is not the, um, the most effective way or the way that we would like to see it done, or even close to the, the way that we would like to see it done, there are a couple of other tools that we can use um, in an encouraging way. Those are take time for training. If it's, say, you know, your eight-year-old um, kind of just threw the things in the dishwasher and um, did it in such a way that they're not really going to get cleaned, you can take time for training. Now, it has to be, uh, in order to be encouraging, it has to be with the right energy. You want to um, take care with the timing and, and things like that and make it short enough. Um, but taking time for training can really help out as well curiosity questions and really listening to your child can uh, be great tools instead of launching into um, criticism and, and coming to conclusions about whatever their behavior was, really trying to understand what was it that you were trying to do and asking them some open-ended questions so that you can understand their perspective um, before, um, you know, before drawing your your own conclusions. Uh, Also, redirecting misbehavior can be very effective, um, may need a little bit of skill, may not be the easiest thing to do, particularly if you're triggered as a parent, if um, there's some misbehavior going on. However, if someone's um, showing a lot of leadership qualities, shall we say, by, uh, you know, trying to boss others around, uh, redirect might look like giving that child something to be in charge of that they can happily take control of. Um, So that's another example. Another set of tools. Now, these are um, this one I've done another podcast on. It's one of my absolute favorites. Special time is a wonderful, wonderful tool. That's not really a tool that should be used when um, when you're triggered or when you're doing uh, when you're looking at criticism as a possible option. That's more of a tool that outside of those challenging moments can be used to really deepen your personal relationship with your child, which definitely will feed into 
their sense of self-worth and could even, depending on what you spend your special time doing, could certainly feed into their appreciation of their own capabilities. I want to talk a little bit about two more positive discipline tools that, uh, that really help us to get more experience with collaborative power structures and in working together. One of them is called focusing on solutions. And focusing on solutions is almost like, I know in the last podcast we talked about consequences. And focusing on solution is almost like the answer to like, well, if I can't, um, you know, if consequences aren't the answer to everything, what's kind of the answer to everything? Now, it may not be the answer to everything, but it's the answer to a lot. Focusing on solutions and working together to come up with solutions is an absolutely amazing positive discipline tool. It involves um, brainstorming with your child and then working to find an option that the both of you can live with and you know trying that out for a little while and then revisiting. And that is also a tool that sits inside of a mega, mega tool, a mega strategy inside of positive discipline called family meetings. Family meetings is how we can help our children to get more experience with collaboration and we can model the kinds of behaviors that we'd really like for them to begin to cultivate. This focusing on solutions and collaborating and learning from mistakes, working with each other, all of these things. Now, there is an entire chapter in the Positive Discipline book all about family meetings. I am not going to get deep into family meetings in this episode of the podcast. Um, I will do a separate one another time that goes a, a little bit more deeply into it. But family meetings are envisioned to be weekly occurrences, and you can call them anything you want. Rudolf Dreikers called them family council. Um, you can call them weekly touch points, weekly touch base, whatever works for your family. But it's a time when everyone can get together for a brief period of time and can plan the week ahead, can synchronize calendars, can solve any challenges, come up with solutions to any challenges that have been added to the family meeting agenda over the course of the week. And there are, there are definite roles in family meeting, roles like secretary taking notes, a facilitator who leads the meeting. You can appoint someone to make a snack for family meeting if you like. There's all kinds of different roles. And an important aspect of family meeting that I will uh, leave you with is that decisions in family meeting are made by consensus. So it doesn't mean that everyone has to love the uh, the solution that we all come up with, but it means that everyone needs to agree 
to live with it for a week until the next family meeting. And if there's a stalemate and if we can't figure out something that everyone can live with, then it gets put on the next family meeting agenda. We don't kind of decide and railroad someone. Um, It's not decision by majority rules. It's decision by consensus. So I hope that uh, that's a little a little primer on uh, on family meetings. We'll go deeper another time. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast on encouragement. We talked about what it is and what it isn't, the fact that self-worth and uh, a, a real appreciation of one's own capabilities are necessary to cultivate the courage that's necessary um, to move forward and the, the courage that we want our children to demonstrate. We talked about what gets in our way as parents. We also talked about a number of tools that we can use to encourage our children. So I wish you a great week and until next time, bye for now. Would you like to interact with other like-minded parents? Maybe ask them or me a question about your child? If so, join the growing community of relational parents at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash relational parents.